Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we are on with Coach Ryan Hetzler of the uh, – uh, did I say that right? That is correct. All right. Well, of the Wilton Beavers. This is the first time he's been on the show. Welcome to the program, Coach. Well, thanks for having us. I appreciate you giving a, a reach out to us. Well, you, you guys uh, kind of forced my hand. You're just beating everybody, uh, uh, and you're coming off of a big win uh, uh, last night, which we'll get into, but uh, – since it's the first time on your team, I just kind of take it quick through the formula. Uh, we always like to know about the special teams, and sometimes I forget to ask about it, so I, I, I just ask about it first now. So tell me about your special teams, your kickers, your return guys, your blockers, your your tacklers, your hands guys, and stuff like that. Yeah, so we started off, I'll uh, start with our kicker. Our kicker is uh, by the name of uh, Gatlin Rogers. He's a freshman for us. Um He's, uh, he's done a really nice job and really come a long way in the three weeks we've had him. Um, you know, just last night, I think we kicked more extra points than we, we kicked all of last year. Um, and he made more than what we all made last year. So uh, really confident in that young man and, and what he's doing. Um, our punter this year is a sophomore uh, in Jordan Dusenberry. Uh He's done a nice job for us so far. Uh, just kind of getting the groove of, of trying to get that pressure down and understand he's got to get the ball out quick. Uh, but does a really nice job for us there as well. Um, our two our two guys that return, um, our specialist is uh, number 20, Damian Pestel, uh, and he's a really, really quick sophomore that we put back there um, and, and feel like every time he touches the ball, he can break one for a touchdown. And then the, uh, the other guy is our, our starting running back, Owen Hassel, uh, who's also a sophomore, um, who, again, is, is pretty quick on his feet and uh, – have a lot of confidence in those guys as well. So uh, doing a lot of good things in special teams right now. I'm still looking for our first special team score other than an extra point. Um, you know, and that's been an emphasis that we've talked about with the boys here for the last couple of weeks as well. Well, uh, it sounds like you, you, it sounds like you're playing pretty consistently and uh, pretty disciplined and uh, you're, you're, you seem to not be losing the, the special teams battle. Uh, you don't seem to be no. losing, losing any battles to, to be quite clear from what I can see of the team. But tell, tell me about, okay, I'm going to talk about the blocking. You know what I mean? The the okay. offensive line, how you utilize tight ends and fullbacks in the blocking. I mean, tell me about tell me about how your team uh, does blocking. Yeah, so I'll tell you, we, we run a zone concept up front. So, you know, that's kind of been the, the hot item. You know, it's it's it's, it's a trend of, of college football. Everybody's kind of gone to zone. So we went to the zone. Uh, we do some zone reading stuff. Um, but we use um, – we, we use what we what we call an H-back, so it's it's a fullback, essentially, that we put in the backfield, but he can move from side to side, and and uh, we love to run power here, uh, even out of the shotgun formation, and, and he sets the tone for that on the kickout blocks, um, but, uh, you know, it starts with those guys up front, and, and we've got a, we've got five guys, it's kind of a mix between seniors and sophomores, uh, that do a really nice job for us up there, but we run a zone scheme, we, uh, we bring the fullback, or the, we call him the H-back into the backfield, but then we also run spread where we, we put, you know, your four receivers outside and and uh, just have your one running back and your quarterback in the backfield as well. So uh, if you watch our game, that's – Okay. Well, we had just a little bit of technical difficulty. We lost the, the call, but we're back on with it. Uh, Coach, the last thing you said was you had a mixture of seniors and sophomores blocking. Yeah, you know, we have, like I said, we had some senior sophomores kind of doing our thing, but uh, but we still use uh, the H-back, which is, is the old school kind of fullback in a, in a spread offense. Um, and then we also run a spread with uh, 
with, you'll see us in trips, doubles, um, you know, so we run about anywhere from seven to 10 formations in a night, uh, you know, depending on who we're playing and what we feel puts us in the best spot to win the game. That sounds kind of complicated. You must have some pretty smart players. Or, or some pretty <laughs> I'm going to give coaches. some credit this morning. We're going to call them very, very smart players. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, let's talk about how, how – let's first talk about your running game and how you utilize this blocking scheme to create some holes and, and to gain some yards. Yeah, so, uh, number one, you know, it's about finding the back that can, can really see what they're trying to do. You know, our scheme isn't based off of, you know, the old school – uh, give the back the ball, tell him which hole he needs to go to. Uh, in his own scheme, all we do is give him a an aiming point um, on a certain play, and then he's going to adjust according to where the defense is um, and what the offensive line is doing with the defense and, and how they're aligned in their front. Um, you know, and then typically our quarterback does um, – he's got a uh, he's got a read somewhere, whether it's a pass read or whether it's a, uh, a backside – zone read uh if there's a dn coming in um he has the right to keep the ball on a lot of our calls so um you know that's kind of how we keep balance keep people keep uh, balanced so they can't just utilize one sort of uh stun up front um so we have two to three play calls uh every single time that we make a play call all right well let's talk about your quarterback and your passing game your wide receivers your tight ends uh, maybe even your running backs how do you utilize uh throwing the ball at you on your team yeah, so this year we got uh, we've got a first year starter in uh, um, Drew Keith. He's a sophomore for us, uh, and Drew has really progressed here in the in the first three weeks uh, in our offense. He's really taking control, not just on the field, but as a leader in our team too. But uh, uh, what we're trying to do and what our offensive philosophy is, um, and really we're trying to protect that ball. Um, we know we have a pretty solid defense, and, and he's he's a great runner on top of learning how to throw the ball against uh, some of these tough defenses that we're going to see this year. Um, so we're really excited about his progression so far. Um, our running backs, you know, in the backfield, we have two more sophomores. Um, the, I alluded to them earlier. Owen Hassel and Damian Pestle are both really good sophomore running backs for us back there. Um, I think between all three of them, I think they're sitting at, somewhere at 12 to 15 touchdowns in the first three games between those three. Um, but those three have done a really nice job out of the backfield. And then our receivers, um, Landon Putman is a junior. He's a big six, three, uh, mobile guy who's, who's, uh, he's a, he's a big time basketball player for us here, but, uh, really a good weapon on the outside. We have another sophomore tight end, um, and Cade Serrata who actually leads our team in receiving and, uh, receiving touchdowns right now. Um, and then another sophomore on the outside, uh, he's our little guy. He's, he stands about five, seven, a hundred and probably 1,520 pounds uh, in Kale McQuillan. So um, just, um, at, you know, we're getting production from all those guys up front. And then uh, our, our offensive line is led by, by three seniors um, that do a really nice job for us. Well, uh, we're talking to the head coach of the Wilton Beavers, who are currently undefeated, sitting at 3-0, and uh, at the uh, one third the way through the season, uh, I'm looking over to the scores. You gave up 12 runs. You gave up 12 or 12 points. You gave up 12 points. You gave up nine points. There must be a lot to your defense. Uh, I want to hear, you know, who who's uh, who puts pressure on the quarterback. Who's really uh, uh, stopping the run? Who's plays? Who's who's the the smart anticipator? You know that that anticipates uh, well. 
and, and who may be some of these Bohawks that are uh, intercepting passes? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our defense uh, is anchored by our senior defensive end, uh, Alex Kaufman. Um, he's number 70 on the field for us, and, and we set him to, to the strength a lot, depending on who we're playing that week. Um, but he's just he's a three-year starter for us and really just makes things happen. He's really destructive in the backfield. Uh, so you're going to see Alex in the backfield a lot, making a lot of plays back there. Even if he's not making the tackle, he's he's extremely disruptive. Um, Aiden Hewitt is another senior. that He's our starting nose tackle this year. Um, first time playing defense for us. He's been a two-year starter at center. Um, but now on the defensive side of the ball, he's just kind of a menace in there as well. Uh, other guys, Cade Nolte is another senior playing defensive end for us um, on the weak side. And then our sophomore, Damian Pestle, who I talked about running the ball. Um, he's not a very big guy, but we put him down at nose once in a while in situations, and he is extremely quick uh, and a tough to get uh, hands on as well. So and another a sophomore that starts or rotates in is Carter Drake Metzger. Um, just, and he's kind of a big horse kind of guy, uh, strong as can be. So our four guys up front really uh, set the tone for the rest of our defense, and we knew that would be the strength coming in, um, and they have not – let down they've, they've done a really really nice job for, through the first three weeks of the season well i, I was talking to muscatine journal uh editor sports editor ryan timmerman about the uh, wilton beavers and he said that they were very young uh, and uh, it seems like your your young players are gelling and uh, talk to me about some of these young players that are really producing for you yeah so you know i i've, I've talked to about some but like, like i said our quarterback drew keith our two running backs pestle and hassle um, we've got a starting middle linebacker in Owen uh, Milder, who's done a phenomenal job. Um, I think we're starting on both between offense and defense. I think we have nine sophomore starters for us right now. Um, and, and they are a special class. And I think they were coming into the season really, really up for that task of taking on the varsity level. You know, um, we knew it was going to be a big jump from the JV ranks, ranks to varsity as far as physicality. Um, but they really prepared themselves in our weight room this, this past summer and this past year. Um, but, you know, those are some of the guys I, you know, we've got uh, um, John Clellan is a junior for us. It's his first time starting this year. He's got uh, two interceptions for us and really has owned his possession out at cornerback. Um, I'm trying to think, let me see who are my other guys out there. Clayton Geyer uh, really runs our defensive secondary. He's a senior for us. So he's not one of the young guys, but, uh, he really helps put those young guys into place um, and knowing what they're doing. But yeah, we're, this is probably the youngest team uh, that I've, I've been a part of. And uh, it's, it's really excited, really, really exciting to see them grow from week one until now. Well, we'll go over the, the three games that you played. You started out with a kind of a smash mouth, grinded out real physical battle with Tipton. Uh, then you faced Northeast Goose Lake, who has a quarterback that I'm very interested in, uh, I got to see him as a freshman uh, in the playoffs against Mid Prairie, and uh, he kind of looked phenomenal. And I was thinking that uh, a little more seasoning, he'd be he'd be pretty good. And then you faced kind of a, a rebuilding Highland team who was uh, uh, kind of in the same boat as you, put, playing a lot of freshmen, playing a lot of sophomores, uh, but more because they're forced into it because of numbers, and right. less than it because they're super talented like your your players are, but. Uh, let's let, just uh, briefly go over those three games. Yeah. So, you know, Tipton came in and, uh, you know, I didn't know what Tipton brought uh, quite a bit back from last year's team. And it the, really the game was kind of like the same that we played in last year as a close game. 
Um, our, I felt like our guys did a really nice job of controlling that game. We gave up two big plays um, to Tipton, which gave him the 12. Um, I thought our offense did a nice job that game of really just chopping away and, and winning field position a lot of the time. Uh, you know, that first game, I thought we made a lot of mistakes that you see a young team make. Um, and, and we cleaned a lot of that up from week one to week two. As we got into week two, um, we faced, uh, his name is Gavin Kramer uh, from Northeast, and, and this kid is an absolute stud uh, of a quarterback. And last year he gave us he gave us fits all over the, the field, and we were an overtime game with him the year before. Um, this year as a sophomore, what we did, uh, we just really focused on keeping the ball in front of us and not giving him lanes to run in because not only can he pass, but when he runs, he's he's one of the fastest guys on the field as well. Yeah, I thought uh, he was a so great he, improviser. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. He extends plays uh, as as good as I've seen in, at our level of football in a long time. You know, he's he's not afraid to sit back there in that pocket um, and then make things happen after three or four seconds, which in high school football is, is asking for a lot of time back there. So um, our guys really stood up to the task. I think we had I think we picked him uh, four times in that game. Uh, I think we had somewhere close to seven or eight sacks. Uh, if they don't weren't registered as sacks, they were tackles for loss on Gavin in the backfield. Um, so our defense really, really answered the call that week, and I thought they played phenomenal um, against Northeast. And I, I, we ran the ball for, I think, 280 or 290 that day. Um, so really the offensive line and our running backs really went to work as well. Um, but that was that was a big mark for our team, and I thought a good response from week one to week two. Well, I, I would I'd like, like to jump in and just say the that that win really impressed me. You know, yeah, and that, know, was, that was the the win that that uh, preceded me starting to reach out to you. Well, the Tipton win and the Northeast uh, Deuce Lake win were 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 yeah. both pretty stellar. Right, and that's you know I think you know you look Northeast was a, a playoff team last year, um, and they do return uh, some of their their talented guys, and and I think. Um, you know, I think we opened some eyes eyes that night with with what the potential of our team is. Even though we're young, um, I, I really think we opened some eyes that night. So, um, you know, I, coming off that big game, you know, going into Highland um, right now, like you said, uh, you know, they're they're just trying to build something up in Highland right now, and they're they're not where they want to be. I know that, um, but I thought our guys did a good job of staying focused because sometimes those can be some trap games too, where you come off a big win and you don't play so well the next week. Uh, we started a little slow last night, but um, overall, we really uh, took care of business. Um, and once things started rolling, um, our guys did a great job. And I think we, our varsity was, I think it was 48 nothing at, at halftime. Um, after halftime, we brought our JB guys in and, and let them get some work too. So it was, all around, it was great. We got, uh, I think, all of our guys in the game at some point. So um, it was good for those guys to get that experience too. Yeah, that kind of stuff really, really pays off. Even, even if you're getting beat really bad and you're putting your, your uh, backup players in, that's that's when they get some time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it and it and it makes all their hard work kind of like see some fruit, you know, on the field. But I will say this about Highland: they are zero and three, and they've they've had a, had a tough go here. But they've also played a, a brutal schedule. Uh, three three extremely good teams. Uh, that yeah. are, that are all really, uh, you know, like yourself, pushing for playoff. In fact, I think the record of the teams that beat them are nine and zero. Yeah, that is true. I, I was looking the other day, and uh, I know Columbus is three and zero right now, and and I think it was East Buchanan who they played first. Is a, I think they're a top five ranked team in Class A. Um, so, and we watched that film, and they they were no slouch team by any means. So, 
Um, you know, they've, they've had a tough road. I talked to their coach last night and, and, you know, those kids handle themselves with a lot of class and, and, uh, it's not always easy to do, uh, when you're trying to, to build something up like that, especially when you play three pretty solid teams. Well, I want to take a, a minute or two here, uh, because I haven't seen Highland or had eyes on them. I have talked to uh, the Columbus coach about them and he, he's highlighted some players, uh, he thought that they could build on. Who, who do they have over there that that uh, their players are going to enjoy their their fans are going to enjoy seeing this year? You know, I you're talking about Highland, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I was impressed. I think they had a couple guys injured, but um, I can't remember his name. But boy, they got a number fourteen that when he got the ball in his hands, he could do some pretty special things with. Um, they did, and I said this last night when we walked on the field. They're number not great numbers, but they do have some really good size down there. I think they had a couple kids that were over six five, six six. Um, and, and put together pretty well. So I think if, if they can get things going there, um, you know, I, I think they can they can put it together and have a good team eventually. It's just just a matter of getting back on track, and, and I know Highland will do that. We've played Highland in the past, and, um, you know, I just – I think it's a good community, good school, um, and their sports programs seem to be competitive from year in and year out. So, well, you know, yeah. we're hoping they get back on track uh, soon too. Well, they were a senior-laden team last year that went to the playoffs, you know. Correct. And they're kind of a freshman-laden team this year, so uh, I'd say three, four years from now, maybe they'll be uh, back in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think so. And that's you know, that's you don't want to see programs get to that you know where they are right now, but uh, you want to help them out and and uh, get back on on the right track. Well, uh, let's spend a few minutes talking about uh, what might be one of the the marquee matchups in the state of Iowa this week, uh, and we're talking about. Uh, your game with Durant, uh, is it a home game or away game, or what do we got here? So we are playing home this week. We've got Durant at our place. All right. And you got Durant, Regina, Minneapolis. I mean, uh, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty tough uh, 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 three-game stretch there. But Yeah, but... so this this is uh, – it's, it's good and bad. I'll tell you what, our district uh, in 1A District 5 is, is a pretty loaded district, I feel. Um you know, and we start off, like you just said, we got Durant, then Regina, then Minneapolis. Um, and, and all of those teams are going to fight for playoff spots, including ourselves. Um, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a really, really tough district to come out of to get into the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, you're you're off to as good a start as you can. You, you, you got your defense uh, firing in all cylinders. You got your offense progressively seem to do better each week. Uh and you've, you, you've faced uh, some pretty quality opponents. Uh, I think you're probably about ready for this game. But what? who does Durant have besides this behemoth? Uh, I think his name is DeLong or uh, running back that they got. Yep. Uh, I know he is he is a monster. And, uh, uh, you know, we talked to Coach Jensen about him and, uh, at Sigourney, and he sure. he, he said he, he was uh, all hands on deck kind of uh, player. Uh, what do you – how are you going to contain this guy? So, you know, and that's – when you talk about Nolan DeLong and, and Durant is a – is a it's not a cross-town rivalry, but they're five miles down the road. So, um, Nolan DeLong is no stranger to us or our kids. Um, and nothing but respect for that kid. I, I just saw last night he went over 5,000 yards rushing in his career, and I think only 35 other people have ever done that in the state of Iowa. Um, so, uh, kudos to this kid. He, he's phenomenal. Um, but – you know, people talk about stopping Nolan DeLong. I don't know if you stop Nolan DeLong. Um, you know, you try to contain him uh, into a reality number. You know, I think every game he's had so far, he's been over 300 yards or close to. 
Um, you know, those those are video game kind of numbers. And uh, he's a, he's a special player, and we have our hands full. Um, the one the one thing that we do have for us is, like I said, we, we play them every year, uh, whether they're in our district or not, because they are our big rival game. Um, so Nolan is not unfamiliar unfamiliar with with our guys, and we're not, you know, we know him very very well. So uh, who else do they got on their team that uh, uh, maybe offensively or defensively that that you're going to have to be concerned about and aware of? You know, um, like you said, it, it starts with Nolan. Um, they do have uh, – I know they had a receiver, uh, number one. It's, it's a Mikey. I think I can't remember his first name, but he's a Mikey. Um, you know, he's he's averaging quite a few yards per catch. Uh, as I watched film this morning, it looks like he may have had a hand injury, so I'm not sure. He didn't play receiver last night for him. Um, he's got a club on his hand, but he's a big weapon, and I know last year we played against him. I think he took us for two interceptions as a defensive back, so um, – that's a kid that we really respect as well. Um, up front, they have some some big guys. Again, I don't know names. I'm going by number 75 and 77. Um, just really big. I'm going to say 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six kind of players um, and, and look like they're in pretty good shape. Uh, they have, they've changed up quarterbacks. They're, I know their quarterback that started broke his collarbone, I think, two weeks ago. But then they had a sophomore quarterback come in and, and put up 26 points against a good Cascade team. So – um, you know, I think we have our hands full with a lot of different uh, weapons on Durant, but uh, it does all start with number 10 and Nolan DeLong. Well, I think this is going to be our round guy game of the uh, – or round guy, uh, what we call rivalry game of the week or most competitive game of the week. I think mm. we're going to earmark that for this, this week because uh, this is the big deal. One of these yeah. teams is going to propel themselves forward vastly. And one of the yeah, teams is, 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 is going to make it, – it's going to make a hard row for them uh, either way. But I believe both of your teams has been receiving some votes for the top ten, haven't they? Yeah, I've seen that. You know, I get I don't look too much into those, but I, I do get sent that from our coaches and our, our some of our community members and so on and so forth. But uh, I know Durant's – I think they're in one poll at number ten. I, I've heard that we've received a couple of votes. Um, you know, I I'll tell you, it's – Every time we play this game and line up, I don't know if it ever matters what the records are. And, you know, that's that's the fun of a rivalry game is is uh, you kind of throw the records out and, and we just and we go we go to battle. And I think that's that'll be the fun thing on Friday night. And I I do expect a really, really good game. Um, I think we're going to have a huge turnout uh, between our both of our crowds. I think it'll be a great atmosphere and night for for high school football. Well, it's certainly going to be a, a night that a lot of people in the state are, are going to want to pay attention to. So my next question is very important uh, to our listeners, is how can our listeners follow Wilton Beavers football through social yeah, so media, through streaming, through YouTube, through websites? Well, what are the opportunity radio stations? What what are the ways to follow Wilton Beavers? So our best bet, uh, if you if you want to tune, in, tune into the game, um, we, uh, we run uh, – uh, radio broadcast it's, it's through uh, uh, Beavercast, um, and I, it's, it's the same thing that I, that all these uh, southeastern schools run. Um, it, it's Beavercast. You can find it on our, our web page. Um, we have two guys, um, Dick and, and Eric Grunder or Ron Hedrick, uh, will will call the game. They go to all of our games. Um, I know Durant usually lines up. Um, a live feed through their Facebook page on their Durant Community School District page. 
um, that they film and they have a, a live feed or a broadcast. Um, so uh, those are those are going to be our two main ways to to get a hold of those games if, if people want to watch those live. Well, that's terrific. Uh, and this uh, Beavers Cast is is it's a radio or it's a a streaming audio, right? Correct. It's a streaming audio. Um, like I said, most of the schools, I know like the Super Conference, a ton of schools have that uh, in there. Um, we have a lot of our schools and our conference also have that. Yeah, that's, um, it's you know, run out of Mediapolis. It's, it's called MediaCast. And it's a it's an invaluable tool. And I, I suggest anybody listening to me support that because there's just not enough broadcasters and not enough radio stations to cover 70% of the teams, maybe 80% of the teams. And this is the only way that you can follow these teams is through this media cast and through Beavers cast and dog cast and Indians cast and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a great format and, and it I helps a lot of our people that can't make games. I know that and they love listening to our to our guys uh, tune in. So, Well, if you can't be there, but uh, imagine uh, people are, are there. What's the atmosphere been like for these games uh, you played at home? You know, it's great. Like I said, it's it's a five minute trip for either for either school. So um, it's going to be uh, we've got a at our stadium. It's not a bowl necessarily, but uh, where we sit in our north end zone, it's kind of got it's raised up about five, six feet on a hill. Um, and then people will it'll be packed all the way around there. We have some special events with uh, some some sponsors coming in to set up tents beforehand. So um, just really trying to make it the best atmosphere for our kids on, on both ends. Um, you know, it's, I expect a huge crowd and, um, it's supposed to be, at least right now, the weather looks like it's supposed to be good next week. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know where else most of our people are going to be in our community if they're not at the football game. Well, uh, it's going to be, uh, Ryan Timmerman calls the, the place, the little Rose Bowl. Yeah. Well, he, so West Branch, I, I can't claim state to that. Uh, little West Branch actually holds the, the title of their, their stadium. There's a little Rose Bowl. There's a little bit more bank than ours, but we definitely do have a line of trees, and it's it's encased or enclosed uh, well, with trees and, and a little – it is a bowl. Well, um, I, I might have uh, might have been mistaken on that. But, anyway, we're all looking forward to, to seeing it. Coach, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I, I, I just appreciate you reaching out. You know, it's always nice to talk football with uh, well with anybody. So – um, you know, we're, we're excited and our, we got a really young team, um, really excited about the future of our program and, and where we're at right now too. And, um, it's just, it's been, we're off to a good start and, uh, thank you for having us on. Well, we've been covering, uh, uh Wilton football, uh, off and on here for the last year, uh, last yep. year and this year and, uh, a lot of exciting action and we really appreciate, you know, uh, uh, any coach that gets back with me, I'm going to put them on the air because that's kind of the bread and butter of what we do. And, uh. Uh, we, we look forward to to calling you again after some of, the, of these big, huge wins you're going to have, and uh, uh, we'll we'll include Wilton Beavers in the Round Guy uh, Radio family of uh, football and sports networks that that uh, we have. And thanks for being with us. Well, that's fantastic to hear. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, this is Round Guy Radio. Uh, put we're we're working hard on Saturdays to 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 put all this information out. So check us out if you're a first time listener, check us out and uh if you need a trailer uh and you're in the area, you might want to call uh, uh Corwin Henshaw at Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa because uh he is the number one uh, salesman in the United States of America. So couldn't do any better than that. Thanks for being with us, coach. All right, thanks for having us.